Welcome to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen Mather, solicitor and your business lawyer. I help small and medium-sized business owners and directors manage their legal problems. But more than that, I like to enjoy life, smile and learn from others. So this podcast is a way to help me and you learn how to be successful, whatever that may mean. Welcome along to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen Mather, and today I am joined uh, by Paul Green of the business community. Welcome along, Paul. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Pleased to be here. Well, I say pleased to be here. I'm not quite sure exactly where the questions are going to unfold. We will see. We Well, well we will see, and that's part of the excitement, I guess. Um, so let's, uh, let's start things off, uh, Paul, with a bit of an introduction. Give us your... Uh, your typical sort of elevator pitch, 60 seconds, uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. So it's Paul Green. Um, I run the business community. Uh, what the business community is about is, is helping businesses grow and be better at what they do. Uh, we do that in a number of ways for our members. We have free workshops. We offer free mentors to younger businesses. We have an Ask the Experts panel where you can get a free 20-minute consultation on whatever aspects of business you want some help with and we underpin that with uh, networking groups local to where I am in Northamptonshire and the surrounding counties and also uh, virtual because we're in that virtual world now um, and uh, yeah that, that in a nutshell is what the, what I'm about and what the business community is about. And how long how long you've been uh, how long have you been running the the business community for and and how long you've been in business generally? Well, uh, I originally jumped off the corporate bandwagon. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, in 2003. So I've, I've essentially been an independent business advisor since then, working with small businesses over that time. And the business community, I guess, is the culmination of the, the, the 20 or so years I've been doing this. So the business community has been in existence since just before the first lockdown. So that's when we rebranded to uh, what we are today. Um, and yeah, it was it was just trying to find an umbrella organ. Oh, let me turn off annoying notifications. Sorry about that. Uh, the business community was like a culmination, really, of, of trying to find a, uh, an umbrella organization that encapsulated some of the business advice the coaching the networking the different things that i'd put together over time really so that, that that's how it all came came together and we just called it what it is really rather than come up with some nebulous name we just decided to call it the business community and that that's 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 stuck really it's things like like most things in business kind of evolve over time so you start off um my my understanding but correct me if i'm wrong you start off thinking you know actually putting on a networking event might be a good idea um get some people together in a room so you do that and uh, and then that grows and grows um because i think before what was it uh nn connect that's what you had before wasn't it yeah so it started off as nn connect nn being the postcode uh, NM being the postcode of where I started it. Then as we got a little bit bigger and moved into different counties, the NN needed to go. So that's when it became Connect Networking. And then the, the, the problem that I found was there's um, a lot of networking out there. And I just wanted to find a way to distinguish myself from not being another 
bleep networking uh, uh, group because I, I think you know what what has evolved over time is a little bit more than that we don't just do networking we've got these lots of periphery stuff that we offer so it is more of a of, of a business community rather than just a, a networking organization so it's trying to shift that 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 perception really i guess and um and you mentioned your life in the corporate world yeah um, so so uh how long were you doing that for what were you doing and why did you jack it in Okay, so uh, my background is the electronics industry. Um, so I went straight into that after graduating in '87. Uh, that makes me so old. No, so, 1987. That is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not 1887. Yeah, okay, 1987. And, uh, okay. Rude. And uh, so, yeah. So, um, and I quite enjoyed that. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was good while it lasted. Um, then. Uh, I, I had so so I worked for companies like Toshiba and some some sort of well known well known names. Then then I took my first uh, venture into the SME world, which having come from a company like Toshiba, where you've got your own laptop and your own docking station and your own et cetera, et cetera, all that all those high tech facilities, mm. going into work for an SME was quite a shock. So I went to this this company to turn over about eight million. They had like a card index system to to manage the the warehouse, which was quite a shock. They weren't on computer at the time. Uh, they had one PC in the corner that you know you shared to go and check your emails. So it was, it was quite an eye opener. So I did that for about I think six or seven years. And then as is typical with a lot of small businesses, we were reliant on a major customer. That customer went away. Things started to get ugly. Redundancies were happening. The stress levels within the organisation was quite high. And I just thought, if I don't get out of this, I'm actually just going to die at my desk because um, you know, the, pressure, the pressure was there. Um, and I just thought, I've got to leave this. So I, I, actually, I actually quit without a job to go to because I just thought the the my well-being was more important than... than mm. uh, All the best uh, of us do that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, they were quite kind to me and turned it into redundancy. So, that, so I got a redundancy payment and uh, they let me keep the car for a couple of months as well. So, you know, I wasn't sort of... Uh, <laughs> straight on the street selling big issue and um so yeah that 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 was really the reason and then i i got by for about a year before, without doing anything really tangible i was doing some charity work i was doing some contract work and i thought you know i've got to do something and and i was considering going back into uh, uh you know the normal typical job type thing but i thought well i don't really want to do that and so um I thought, well, what, what, you know, how can I hone the skills I've got and actually earn an income? And that was really where, where I just thought, yeah, I've probably got some advice that I can give to small business owners. And uh, it just started from there, there really. And uh, it's, it's been, a, as with the most small business, it's been a, a rocky ride at times with the ups and the downs and going through a, one recession back in sort of 2008, I think it was 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um, so so yeah it's it's been it's been interesting but i don't i don't have any regrets you know i'm i'm i've struggled at times but i think i've got some somewhere now where i'm a lot more stable than i have been historically mm -hmm. and the um and what what why what do you put to um you kind of having that affinity for small businesses that's what the business community is it's a, you know it's a community of you know solopreneurs small businesses small business owners in coming from that corporate background and then and going to you know the small and micro sized businesses, what do you think? Where do you think that comes from? Well, if if it, 
when I look back, and this this was facilitated at a, a workshop or a series of workshops that I did with Jackie Sherman, and I didn't know what my why was. I didn't know really what the driving force was, or the or the emotional connection to to what you're saying. You know, what why am why am I drawn to all small businesses? Mm. And when I this with her, sort of facilitating it in one of the sessions she did. Um, subconsciously it goes back to my father running his own business when I was a child and what happened with his business is it essentially failed right uh, that that had quite an impact on me as a child because it meant that I had to uh, you know we moved to a different uh, house and we had to move away from schools we leaving friends behind money was tight etc uh, etc et and I think I think that planted a seed in me that, um, that eventually is culminating in what I'm doing now, working with small businesses. And particularly, I tend to be drawn to family businesses because I don't want uh, uh, any business that I touch, any business that I work with, to be in a situation where they fail and the impact that has on children. Hmm. And I think that, that fundamentally is what has been the driving force, although I didn't know it until I explored that with yeah. Jack looking at what was my driving force so it's almost mm. like a subconscious thing and you know it, it, it all I you know I am drawn towards uh particularly uh and like working with family-run businesses you know whether whether they have a responsibility to be successful because they've got a family and they've got to put meat uh, meat on the table etc yeah absolutely I think that um the, the, as a business owner getting to understand your why is really important. I did in, in in lockdown. Simon Sinek put on some courses where it was pay what you pay what you can, pay what you feel um, for the for the why training. And normally it's like you know four or five hundred quid uh, type of training, and um, which was which was good. You know, put that on and make it a bit cheaper in the in the pandemic bit. And it was really useful. I've I've read the book and I've heard people talk about the why and um, that kind of thing. But actually going through the training and drilling down and realizing because <clears throat> at the moment there's a lot of people that um get that wrong mm. and i'll explain why so they say i saw i saw this i see this kind of thing social media is good for this um they post a picture of them with their kids and they'll go this is my why and okay. um and you know this is why i do what i do and, and, and what they're saying is, I do, I, I do what I do because I've got a family to look after and, you know, to provide. But, but that's not really their why. That's just a, an output of their work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what the challenge to that is, if they were your why, you would be spending more time with them than on your business. Mm-hmm. Because your reason of existing is your kids and they're really important. And I always challenge, challenge that, um, that concept because I, I, I don't think people's why generally ought to be my kids because that doesn't really give me a good enough reason. It's not a passion or anything like that as to, to why you're running this particular business. Yours is. Yours sounds like, you know, actually, although you didn't necessarily start out on that route, you understand why you're doing what you're doing. So you get, you get, you get your why. Um, but simply saying, you know, hey, my why is, you know, my kids or something like that, I don't think is is sufficient. And I really recommend and, and suggest that actually people do look at that. Take the Simon Sinek course or, or speak to someone like Jackie Sherman or, or other business coaches and just take you through what it is you do and why you do it. And, and once you get to that bottom bottom line of why, 
you do what you do. And understanding that allows you to really start to fine tune your product offering or service offering and go, yeah, I do this because of this. Yeah. So when I did it, realized that um, one of the, one of the things I, I generally don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't like people getting stressed. I, don't, I think stress is a, an awful, awful disease and it, uh, and it has really, uh, it really impacts on people and their families. So that's number one. I don't, I don't like people getting stressed. So I want to try and tra- take away stresses as much as I can. The, the kind of the, I don't know, the, the opposite antithesis of, of stress is, is, is happiness. And I, and I really want people to be happy as well. And then I have to fit that into what I do. I'm a lawyer. And, and most of the time people come to me because they've got a problem. They're, they're, they're facing, you know, what's typically, uh, you, know, uh, um, uh, you know, they come to me as a problem. It's a reactive type service. They are at their most stressed. You know, they could be losing a job. They could be uh, buying a house. They don't do that. You know, lawyers involved in, um, you know, where someone's maybe going to prison or divorce or, you know, as a profession, my profession is all, almost all reactive stress-induced situations. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so when I, I realized actually my why, because I was one of those people that said, you know, I only do what I do because of my kids, you know, I'm, I'm here to kind of look after them and, and, you know, provide for them and give them the, you know, a, 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 a suitable life. And, um, but actually the why is I really want to help small business owners and directors sleep better at night by taking away their stressful legal problems because mm. I can do it. I've been doing it for such a long time, but I know what the answer is. I know how to deal with it. I know, you know, where to, uh, how to fix this problem. And if I can just take that away a little bit so that they get a good night's sleep, and, and that sounds a little bit airy-fairy. I always know it does when I say it, say it in networking meetings and that kind of thing. Um, I, I think I might even say it on the introduction to this podcast that I was pre-recorded. And, um, but it, it's true. And I, I feel like there's no better compliment for me than when a client turns around and says, and they have done a number of times in the past, said words to the effect of, I'm really grateful for your help. I think I'll sleep better tonight. Mm. And, and that is like, yeah, do you know what? That, that means I've done a good job. And that is why I do what I do. Mm. But, but getting to the bottom of that why is, is fundamental because it's not just, it's, it's more than just a, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, shallow, uh, you know, on the surface kind of thing. It's, you know, oh, look, my why is because I want to do X, Y, and Z it's uh it's it's yeah go go into it in a bit more detail i think i, th- I think you're right i think you know a number of of businesses don't don't know their why I, you know i didn't you know it's it was and it's an interesting journey like say we're, we're doing simon sinek's course or reading his book i i, I think it, it it is quite an eye-opener you know it was, it was like an aha moment for me thinking god i, I didn't I didn't realise that that was subconsciously what was driving me and what my motivation was. And, and I think once you have that, as you touched on, I think it makes you a lot clearer then about, you know, how, how you want your business to shape up, how you want it to evolve, you know, how, how you position yourself. And, you know, with, with the business community rebranding, you know, that, that before we even got to the point of, you know, what, what's 
logo going to be like and what are our brand colours, etc., etc. I, I spent work on what 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 is the story and what's the journey going to be? You know, what, what are the foundations of the business rather than what colours is it going to be and what, yeah. what's the logo? It was only after, only after we'd established why of the business, if you like, um, or the intention of the business, that then we approached uh, a graphic designer to put together the 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 the, the, the tangibles of the branding, if you like. Mm. And I think that's a, a that's a really good way of doing it. Most most businesses wouldn't do it that way, as you say. They kind of just get stuck in together. Go, hey, this is what I do for a living, and you know, I I didn't like my job. I'm going to kind of start on my own. I'm going to do similar kind of thing to what I was doing at work, but do it on my own. And we'll see how we get on. And, and, and I'll be honest, that's kind of what I did. I, I, um, before I left, I had a look at um, what type of work I'd been doing over the, the 12, 24 months before I left and went, okay, here's what, um, here's what I can do. I wrote a website about these are the things I can do. And, um, and that's, that's, that's it. You know, I, I did it. I, I kind of like you. I, I quit <clears throat> without having a job lined up. Um, and, and almost kind of like, well, I'll see, see what happens. My notice period was six months. And um, I handed my notice and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do in six months' time. And then over the course of that six months, start to realise that, do you know what, actually, it's not the fact that I hate law, because um, I really like some bits and bobs of it. I like doing X, Y, and Z. And, and that's where going through that kind of training and thinking about, you know, what it is you do and why you do it um, really helps. And, and, and it's meant that, there's probably 50 60 percent of that list of work that i thought here's what i'll do to earn a little bit of money i don't don't want to do i don't enjoy doing it and i don't like uh and i don't no longer want to do it and primarily the reason why that is is because um i don't i don't feel like it aligns to my my why which is helping people small business owners that are in a bit of a pickle like for instance someone comes to me and says, hey, I've got a boundary dispute. Yeah. Now, I used to do that all the time, snap that up kind of thing, that was bread and butter stuff. And it might be very stressful for them, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't tick my boxes of helping the small business owner do it. Um, and so now I'm like, well, it doesn't, doesn't tick my box, doesn't tick my why box, don't enjoy doing it. I'm, someone else can pick this up because there'll be somebody else that enjoys this and somebody else that likes it. Um, and I think that uh, that kind of things, yeah, it's it's important. So after after all of that, though, Paul. So what um, we know we know now why you do what you do, and we've got an idea about what the business community is. But kind of on a granular level, on a day to day basis, what is it that you actually what is it that you actually do? Like no. describe a, like a typical day or week for for you. No, no idea, Stephen. I don't know what I do. Um, uh, the, there's, there's various elements to the to the day, I guess. Um, you know, it, there'll be days when, or hours in days when I'm actually coaching a client. I was on a session this morning before before you, and um, yeah, it's it's they're primarily over Zoom now uh, as we're in this virtual world. So yeah, it, it'll be coaching face-to-face -face or Zoom-to-Zoom -zoom, uh, with people. There's an element of administration with, within my business, you know, making sure that all the ducks are in a row for up-and-coming uh, uh, events, although my, 
my bespoke software system handles a lot of that. Um, uh, there'll be there'll be elements of, of of business development. So you know, looking at at how to evolve the business, coming up with new ideas, that sort of stuff, um, uh, and just generally going through the, the the things to do list. You know, making sure that they're being ticked off. I try and get to an inbox zero with my emails each day don't always achieve it but i just try and get to that that position because i think it feels great if you ever do get a totally empty inbox um so yeah it's 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 little little bits and pieces um that that i think the most fulfilling thing is actually that you know when i am directly zoom to zoom with a client and listening to their business issues and again you know i'm similar to you if i can help that small business sleep better at night and feel less stressed about the day-to-day running of their business then that that makes me happy that makes me feel that i've achieved something Mm. Um, sometimes you know it's 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 more listening than anything else. It's just being that shoulder to cry or ear to bend um, that, that people find useful uh, to have, you know, just a, just a sounding board. So yeah, it's, it's the days are varied, you know, there's, there's different uh, plates to keep spinning and balls to keep juggling. Um, but yeah, but I also, I also, cause I am, you know, I do work for myself. I, I don't have to start at nine o'clock and finish at five. So there's an amount of flexibility where if I want to go for a walk or I want some time off or, I want to go and watch Judge Judy at lunchtime. Then, <laughs> you know that that's what I'll go and do because I've got that that flexibility because the, the pressures aren't there um, that exist in sort of a nine to five job. I think. Mm. And that, that's um, uh, one of my uh, one of my things uh, about being self employed. That freedom and that flexibility. Uh, what a lot of people do. And and I had a coach. Um, a few years ago, Mark Jennings, action coach, and um, and he was uh, he gave me some coaching when I just became a partner at, uh, at my previous place. And he was, you know, one of the things that we were looking at is, you know, be, about being careful not to eff- effectively buy a job or have a job. You know, you, you're self-employed, great, but uh, if that is just effectively a job, but you paid in a slightly different way or taxed in a slightly different way, then that's not quite the same thing. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I, I've always been, even at that stage, and it's really why I didn't fit in as a partner because um, they're, they're not really self-employed partners in, in professional firms. You're not really self-employed. You're, you're employed by the business and therefore, you, you know, you, everyone has got to pull their weight and, uh, and do X, Y, and Z. And although, you know, I pull my weight more than everybody else, they, no one likes to kind of go, hey, I'm, you know, and I'm knocking off for the for the day, particularly when you've got 50 staff to run. No one kind of wants you to, everyone wants you to be chained to the desk because that's the leadership that you've got to show to everybody else that you want to be chained to your desk. And I never really liked that. So coming away from from that environment, from that, uh, that kind of corporate world, as you you, you mentioned, it's I, I'm now much more like I say to clients, hey, look, I'm not chained to my desk. So one of the things that I know people don't like about solicitors generally is that they can never get hold of them um and that tends to be because in an office they're you know otherwise engaged they're not doing calls because they're doing work or they're in meetings or whatever for me it's because i'm not chained to my desk so if you call leave a message but actually it would be better for us just to arrange a quick time for us to have a call because then I'm, I, I will make sure i'm available and you're available and then we're not missing each other and playing you know phone table tennis um 
but uh, but yeah that kind of autonomy for me is is a one one of the real keys uh to success um uh, this podcast as you know paul is uh, is trying to explore what people's laws of success are what i'm calling laws of success because of the pun of being a lawyer um and uh, and and working out what people's you know keys and laws of success is and i and for me i think that autonomy and flexibility in a in a business is is really important for me not necessarily for everybody um paul what's your what would you consider to be your best achievement to date um, i think it's creating the business community to be honest um because it was very, very pertinent, particularly over the last couple of years with what small businesses and people have gone through in general, the whole lockdown experience. And um, with the overall intention of, you know, bringing together people to collaborate and support with each other, I think that really happened during lockdown. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it was, it was as a result, I don't know, it's, without knowing that COVID was coming, creating this community and, and, and rebranding it as we did was arguably quite timely because we, right. we it was the cohesion of bringing together you know the, 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 these businesses and, and and covid was a time when you could see how collaborative and supportive people were going to be with each other and right. we did it did a number of things as you know we did the we started off doing these business bulletins where we were getting stuff out there and live streaming them just talking about different aspects and i've got feedback from just random people that aren't members of the business community but i've met them since and they said we, we really found that useful you know we really found that beneficial to get some insight when you know we with all this uncertainty going around so i guess it, i guess it's the you know as we touched on earlier that it, it's it, it's the creating of that and the culmination of my journey. I think that the 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 I guess I'm most proud of that we've finally got it to this stage over the you know the decades of, of working out what it would look like. And I think that I think that's it really. I think I've, I've nailed it as it were. I think it definitely was timely, wasn't it? There was a, there was a lot of people that actually just really needed that support. Um, really needed the community and that you know that spirit of collaboration together um at that time it was it was yeah definitely needed for a lot of people so um yeah it was was timely so that's that's the best achievement and congratulations and well done on that what's the worst achievement what's the thing that you look back and really if anything regret uh you know and think blimey i wish i hadn't have done that or wish that hadn't have happened um, I guess it's the failed projects that, that uh, you know, I've put together and have crashed and burned disastrously because um, you never know when you come up with an idea uh, as to whether it's going to take off or not. And, um, you know, I guess the frustration is you think you've got this whoopie do with the idea and you get excited about it and you spend a lot of time in it and, uh, you know, you build yourself up to think, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> When I when I market this, people are going to bite my hand off, and and it just dies, you know. It's yeah. just dies. Yeah. It just get the traction. So I guess there's, there's 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 numerous ones of those, but you know that they've been a come on then name 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 them. I mean that's that is it's kind of the the plague of an entrepreneur, isn't it? Kind of jumping around and going, oh, new shiny thing. Let me focus on this, and and then getting carried away with yourself because you you're in your own echo chamber and going, this is the best idea I've ever had, and I'm going, this is the one, this is the one, and then four people visit the website. 
Yeah, so there was one that, that uh, I called it the business boardroom at the time. And I guess the idea was it was going to be like a mastermind group with various, various you know, guest speakers and, and stuff like that. And I did some work to identify who would be great people to bring in and some would need paying for it, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, you know, I set up a website. I got some marketing material done and designed and so spent a few quid on it and uh, even had a telemarketing campaign and it just didn't get the traction it just didn't get the level of engagement that I wanted to to get and uh, so yeah that crashed and burned um, there was another one called uh, I think I called it the director's lunch and again the idea was to bring a, a Trying try to aim at the bigger businesses, really, um, to get them to come out and, again, be like a peer-to-peer networking group that people could learn from each other, uh, that sort of thing. And again, I got some initial interest in that. I think I got a sponsor for, for the idea was that, that each lunch will be sponsored. You still pay for it, but there'll be a major major sponsor each one. Um, and again, you know, it just, just didn't, did, didn't happen. So there's a number of different things that... that uh, I've, I've tried to kick off, which just doesn't get the traction, whether it was the wrong timing. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, you never know exactly what's what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I've learned from those mistakes and put them behind me. There's a um, there's a saying, I think it might be Tony Robbins. Um, and I think it's I think he's just sort of nicked it from NLP generally him being an NLP practitioner and um and it's there's no such thing as failure only and and it's either only results or only learning opportunities um depends on depends on where you read it but there's no such thing as failure only results i.e yeah this is just an outcome um there's no, no, no failure there or there's no such thing as failure it's just an opportunity to learn and, and I think if you approach um you know if you approach stuff like that it's great it's an opportunity to learn you go okay yeah this this didn't work why didn't it work you know what was what why was this thing that wasn't uh, wasn't quite right here can i change it do i just scrap it completely or what can i learn from this to improve yeah uh, i i agree with that uh, but but i think you know you also need to acknowledge that yes it was a failure you know um but not to not to let yourself be dragged down into the the guilt or shame or whatever right. it might associated with that failure that's, you know, that's the word isn't it that's the impact of the word failure is is guilt shame like i'm, I'm useless imposter syndrome and all that kind of thing particularly if yeah. you're on your own and, and you've and you've tried you know four or five different things and they're still not working yeah i think i think it's it's easy to beat yourself up isn't it it's easy to think well you know to focus on all the things that didn't work rather than all the things that did work and that's that's where we get stuck i think is is just looking at the negativity or the negative aspect of, of the business journey rather than picking out all the all the positives that, that are, are there you know in, in conversation i've had with people uh, recently we generally as business owners you know we, we will quite easily think of the things that didn't go well but very rarely will we go but give ourselves a pat on the back and say you know well done Paul you did a really good job doing xyz mm. I, think, I think generally we very rarely do that we very rarely reflect reflect and it's only with maybe other people saying oh you know what a great job you did there that was really good etc etc um, but sometimes I think you know because a lot of people probably listening to this a lot of people i work with are just one person bands and you don't have that 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 
acknowledgement you know you don't have any you, the rest of your team to go yeah 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 you know well done on that and I think sometimes you you do need to sort of sit back and think yeah actually I did a bloody good job on that mm. you know and it, it was just down to me but unfortunately I think that there's not enough of of that that positivity in in people's thinking yeah absolutely yeah definitely um some uh some quick fire questions that I've got um just to uh just to go through so what's your favorite food what's your favorite type of food uh, I guess I vary. Um, I wouldn't say I have one signature dish as such. Um, I like a good chili, um, you know, on the on the very hot side, uh, but also like seafood. I guess I guess sea bass will be my favourite uh, 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 fish. So yeah, that 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 they're the I guess the two that come to mind. Perfect stuff. Favourite book. And not not a big book reader, in fairness. Um, what, what has got me more into books is um, being part of Mari Richardson's Business Book Club because I have to read a book a month now because mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, we review it. But the, the, the recent book that I've read um, is Happy Sexy Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett. Yeah, yeah. and of, of the business books I've read, this was the one that I felt was less samey than a lot of the other business books and also I wanted to read the next chapter to find out what was going on whereas with some of the business books in fairness I've just read it because it's a chore yeah. uh, to <laughs> so yeah happy sexy millionaire I didn't particularly like the title uh, but it, it wasn't what I expected perfect so not a book person are you a film person do you have a favorite film yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple of favourite films actually. Uh, there's a film called Long Kiss Goodnight, which was written and directed by a guy called Shane Black that most people wouldn't know, but he was the person that uh, wrote the first Lethal Weapon, Lethal uh film and um this this is a film that stars gina davis and samuel l jackson and a number of other stars that you recognize but i don't think was a big box office success but it, i just found it really good in terms of it's an action thriller type thing great humor in it uh, quite original I, I felt so yeah i highly recommend long kiss good night and the other one because i'm a bit soppy is love actually okay Fair enough. That's all right. No, no, no judgments passed here. I'm, I'm, a film, I'm, I'm an absolute film heathen. So people will talk about films, and I'm like, I don't, I've, I've watched, I've watched some films, but I can't re- ever really remember them, or recall them. It's just, you know, a slight distraction. Um, favorite place in the world? What's your favorite place? Um, in the UK, it's Whitby. Um, I do love Whitby. Uh, okay. Trying. There at least once a year um got some family up there so there's connections up there but yeah i, I just like the whole ambience of the place um elsewhere the ambience of whitby i've never heard anybody ever put those two <laughs> words together <laughs> there we go first time for everything there's a first time and you heard it here um uh, outside of that although i've not been back for a while is uh, south africa did a did a three-week stint based around a, a, a friend's wedding uh, there and just really just really love the, the the country and the different aspects of uh, uh, South Africa so yeah we'd love to get back there one day. yeah I'd, I'd like to go to South Africa not being um actually I looked at uh, looked at maybe going over Christmas because that's it's nice weather over Christmas isn't it down south um but the flights are ridiculously expensive it's like 
you know, it's just price because they go, well, we know you're going to have some good weather here. So yeah. it's 1500 quid per person. What? Crazy. Um, but, uh, but there you go. Right. So um, moving on. Next question is um, what, what are your ambitions? So uh, that's, that kind of splits into two things. Like what's your personal ambitions and what your business ambitions are. Okay. So the, the, I, I, uh, I thought about this because you gave me a heads up with the with the questions. And from a business point of view, when we were talking back to, to bore people about the business community, um, when we started talking about what that would look like, I just sort of tried to project and thought, well, where, where will it end up? Um, so I'm not I, I, I'm not the sort of person that, that is, you know, probably ever going to give up being a small business owner. It's just something that, that drives me going forward so you know i'll probably probably drop dead at my desk at some point but but i i what i wanted to do was ultimately create the business community to be a cooperative uh, and if people don't know what a cooperative is it's basically a business that's owned by the people in it yeah so i don't know what the mechanism is i don't know what the legalities of it are but it just seemed to be it would be a good legacy if you like to to hand over the business at some point and and have it be owned by the members so that 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 is that is, I guess, a business ambition is is to get it to that position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, because then if if I did die, then technically it could still go on um, go, going forward. So that, that that that's a business thing. Uh, personally, I, I don't know really what my personal um, ambitions are. I th- I think I I just feel that my mission in life is is to help people to share my knowledge to share my experience uh to back to what we we're saying earlier you know to 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 have people feel better about themselves feel less stressed so personally i, th- I think that that's what i do in life with friends i think i do have that 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 connection that ability to to uh support people and that that might sound you know not that ambitious but for me i think it uh, i think it is you know with family i, I look at how i can in particularly the younger people in my family you know how can i encourage them to be confident and uh, better communicators uh, that, that that type of thing so i guess it sounds a bit airy fairy but that, that that's my ambition really is just to have people lead a better life and so doing that then hopefully i'll lead a better life as well Mm. I just read a I just read a book called um, How to Raise Entrepreneurial Kids. Oh, okay, and, um, and it was co co-authored by uh, Daniel Priestley and okay. um, Jody somebody who she'll probably hate me for forgetting her name, um, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll tag that in when I post on social media that that book. Um, and for anyone that has kids or younger people in their family. Um, doesn't need to be kids obviously a really good book um and, and actually a book that i'd probably just recommend even if you didn't have any um uh, to to just sort of break down what it is to be an entrepreneur really and um and, and look at every level so like one of the things just pops to my mind um i've got a i'm supposed to ring the dentist for my daughter because she's got to have some treatment uh, done as part of her braces, the thing that she's having in. Um, and that book says, when kids get to a certain age, tell the kids they've got to ring the dentist and make their own appointment. Because mm. it, that instills using the telephone 
which is a really important skill. Yeah, it's a different skill than talking to somebody face to face, as you know. Um, gives them some independence and some confidence. And it's like, oh, yeah, why? That's a really good idea. Why as parents, we kind of go, well, now I'm a parent. I'll do that. Yeah. And we don't give them the opportunity to learn some basic things like that. Um, but so really good book, packed full of just tips and hints. And what they did in that book um, is just speak to lots of, you know, lots of entrepreneurs about it. And, you know, what, what are the lessons that you pass down to your kids and, um, and, and, and that kind of thing. And, um, and I, yeah, I really sort of recommend uh, that. On, on the subject of kids, Paul, do you, do you have kids? I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, I'm afraid. Not that I know of, Stephen. Not that you know of, no. You have, you have like nieces and nephews and that kind of thing? Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a niece and a nephew, and then my niece ha also has two kids. So I've got a great niece and a, a, a great nephew. So yeah, I'm, I'm generally quite good with kids, but I, 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 I'm glad on one level I don't have any of my own. Um, generally quite good. I haven't killed any yet, so that's good. <laughs> good start. I know. So uh, you know, be, be, uh, spending time with nieces and nephews is great, but it's good to hand them back after a certain amount of amount of time and not feel that you know yeah, I've got them twenty four seven. But uh, yeah, yeah, kid, kids haven't uh, occurred for me, but I've definitely got uh, uh, kids in the family. So what what uh, what otherwise then keeps you busy outside of work? What keeps you kind of interested, excited, happy outside of work? Um, friends. Um, uh, I think TV yeah, series or, or uh, actual real no, 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 actual, actual real people, Stephen. There's people that actually like people that actually like me. Yeah. So I think my, my mate Joey, he's he's a laugh. Honestly, he's really funny. Chandler, bit sarcastic, but you know you can put up with him. But but I think I think the thing that uh, uh, has been really really beneficial for me, uh, getting back to the sort of COVID thing, uh, which I think you know, we, 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 a group of us started this virtual pub mm. each Friday. Yeah. And, um, exclusive. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It is a bit exclusive. <laughs> it, it, is, it is cliquey. I won't deny it. Um, but what, it, what I think for all of us that have been involved with it, um, it, it's, it, it has, you know, kept me going because I'm sure all of us at some point have experienced, you know, the uh, low points of lockdown yeah. and, you know, everything else that's going on in the world. And it was something that genuinely, and to an extent I still do, look forward to each Friday because it was, it was a focus point where you knew you were going to come together and talk a lot of, rot sometimes but you knew you were going to have a laugh and you were going to have a really good time and i think that certainly has, has kept me happy over the last uh, couple of years and what started off as a, a bunch of people that i knew through networking uh, have become close friends over yeah. that, that that period of time because of just the connection and stuff that we we share so I, th I think particularly you know having uh friends like that having people you connect connect with having people that are there to support you i think that that's that's what you know keeps me going and that's what i tend to do is just to develop those connections develop those relationships yeah no, that's really good brilliant um okay so finally um but actually the, the the nub of the podcast to be honest um my my aim with this podcast as i mentioned is to um distill what what success means to people um, and to understand what their keys to success are. 
Um, and that might vary for different people because success means different things to different people. Um, and I, I'm trying to effectively create what I'm calling law of success, the laws of success. Um, what are the key things that people do in their business or their personal life that gets them successful? So let's start uh, start with what what would you consider to be success? What does success mean to you? Uh, I, I, for me, personally, I think it's just being happy with what I'm doing, having that flexibility, you know, that people talk about the work-life balance, uh, that then that is that is important but but for me it's not it's not wanting to rule the world it's not having a multi-million pound business or anything like that it's having a a, a reasonable income you know to live a moderate life um but just having that that balance so it's not too stressful feeling that you know there's too much month left at the end of the money oh. um so it's just making sure you know that you you, you you've you've got that outlook that that you know you 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 are going to survive you are going to thrive you are going to be successful but for me it's not it's not oodles and oodles of money it's something different to that mm. it's it's why i ask the question because that we, we we're in society a society which regards success and always mentions money at the same time as as using the word success mm-hmm. It's just a simple fact that if you speak to most people, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast with a variety of different types of people from different backgrounds, is because on the internet they'll have you believe that being successful is doing six figures a month, six figures a year, or even, and um, and and you know going on holidays and driving nice cars and all those materialistic things. And, um, and for those people, it might well be, but I'm convinced that for, for, for most people, actually, it's not. And for most people, being successful might have some money to do with it, because as uh, I think Zig Zagler says, you know, money's, um, uh, what does he say? Um, uh, money money is, uh, is as close to oxygen as being on the must-have list. something something like that um you know you do need money but you know that shouldn't be the center driving force behind what it is that you're doing yeah the other thing for me thinking about it is is i think success for me is is people's external acknowledgement or admiration of what you are doing so you know I, i get a lot of fulfillment when you know, back to the patting on the back thing is when, when someone, and I sometimes find it quite hard to, to hear because uh, I don't, I don't uh, accept praise that well. Mm. When, when someone does say, you know, damn good job, you know, great, great what you created or you, that type of thing, that, that for me is success. You know, if, if I get that feedback from a client or a Buzzcon member or something like that, that's a measure of success for me. It doesn't really equate our notes in the bank, but that that thinks, yeah, I, I am successful at what I do because I've impacted that person in a, in a certain way or created mm. that they think is really good. Yeah, no, I do. I'd agree with that. Well, I, I like that one. That's a good uh, a good way of looking at it. What they what they call these days, isn't it? The the social proof on, yeah. uh, on on you know on the marketing side of things. They always call it social proof, but actually, yeah, I I also. I mean, I think I agree with you. I, I love that, you know, getting some feedback that's positive and someone saying thanks very much for that. It, it kind of, 
it satisfies your soul almost. That's what it's that's what it's doing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely. You know, because like most people, I have a uh, sometimes don't believe in myself. You know, you have that sort of like internal conversation with yourself, and you think, oh, it's not going to work, or. Mm rubbish so when you when you do overcome that conversation and when you do get that praise from a third party you think okay yeah you know it's 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 let's focus on that rather than the negative thoughts yeah so so come on then um what would you consider to be your law or laws of success what are the immutable facts and laws that uh, that you will say always have to do this or achieve this and then and then you're going to get you know, that level of success that you've just described? I would say tenacity is, is the, the word that comes to mind. Um, I, I think small business owners generally are a tough bunch uh, and have, have had to be over the last few years. Um, but I, I just think, you know, you, you've got to you've got to have that tenacity. You've got to be able to keep going. You've got to be able to keep, you know, overcome the hurdles that are going to be thrown at you. And um, I, I think that those people that I see as being most successful have that, you know, that they, they it's almost like nothing will will stop them, um, you know, because they, they, they're they just driven. And I think, you know, tenacity just sums it up uh, for, for me as a, a word that will lead to success or will all be one of those those foundations that will lead to success. Just kind of being driven in nature and saying like, almost kind of with that, uh, this is a question with having that mindset of I'm going to make this happen kind of uh, tenacity or tenacity against, you know, all the sort of the bumps in the road of being a self-employed person. I think, I think it's both, Stephen. I yeah. think, I think both, both of those uh, 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 descriptions will apply actually to, to your average small business owner. I think, you know, that they need the drive, they need the ambition, they need the belief in themselves, but, but also they need to, respond to, to to hurdles that are thrown in their way and not get disillusioned and realize that you can get through it um it by by some means be it through your own tenacity or the support and or the support of other people around you so um i, I guess that begs the question that if somebody doesn't have tenacity or, or they don't feel tenacious in yep. in their personality in their approach maybe they're they feel a bit more sort of, you know, introverted, mild-mannered and that kind of, you know, uh, that kind of approach. How would they grow and develop into having that tenacity to be able to overcome all those hurdles in self-employment? Or are those people just, do we just turn around to them and say, do you know what, actually probably self-employment is not for you? Um, I I think sometimes that might be self-evident. With, with with people you know if I, I look back and think of those businesses that let's say were more fragile than others then they, they probably don't survive uh they either go back into employment or or, or do whatever they do and, and i think i think you see that you know in your networking travels you you see businesses that you think i don't think they're going to make it you know because there's just something that that isn't there whether it's the the, the the tenacity of them I, don't, I couldn't say hand on heart that you know every successful business owner needs to be tenacious but but in my experience I think it's a key element for those ones that I do see that last past the first year or the first three years or uh, you know whatever time criteria you're, you're putting on it um, and, and I think if you're not tenacious then I think it is you're going to take the blows a lot harder than mm-hmm. if, if you do have that that element mm. 
And if it hits you harder, the worse it is to, to overcome, I think. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I think the reason why I, I pose that question is because I do, I do genuinely believe, uh, unlike some people, that not everybody is made out for self-employment. Um, and, and we've gone through, and, and we saw this a lot in the pandemic, uh, where people were, there were more, more new businesses being set up. And, um, and, and you go, okay, well, that's great and really kind of well done. But if you are um, selling some, I don't know, carved piece of wood that, uh, you know, you for, for five quid, at a market and that's your and, and you're all of a sudden you're going to go all oh, right i'm going to do this full time now that probably is not much more than a, a hobby and mm-hmm. and it should stay as a hobby maybe you make some money out of it maybe you don't you know that, that there's always that kind of that that line between where somebody is a hobbyist and then they go i'm going to launch this business and um and i think um coming coming full circle there, there are a lot of skills soft skills and hard skills that that people do need to have uh, to run a business and um and there's certain people that don't have that that don't have them uh, don't have all of what you need um the, the question is being being someone that um they might not see themselves as being tenacious but they might have a lower level of it just call it perseverance and it might be naive perseverance they might keep trying and um you know and, and not getting anywhere and actually um having having that uh you know the support network around them from something like you know bizcon um or coaching or something along those lines probably is a good idea um for for most new startups and small businesses isn't it yeah well you know the stats are against you know startups being successful is i don't know what the latest stats are you know 60 percent of businesses don't make it through the first year and and i think you know yet you could be tenacious and still fail i guess to an extent but you've got to have a reality check around you know have you got a a business model that's going to work you know can you make enough money to earn an income or what you're choosing to do and you know you see it time and time again and Sometimes it, I think it needs a bit of tough love turning around to somebody, you know, a bit like the Dragon's Den do, where they, you know, they, they, they can rip some business apart yeah. and stop spending any more money. Yeah. I've invested £250,000 of my own money into this idea. It's brilliant. And they go, it's the worst idea. Please stop spending more money on it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I've come across people who've remortgaged the house to set the business up or they've yeah. a massive loan. And you just think there's not a business here. There really isn't a business here, you know, because they they might be following a dream and they might be following a passion and they might be uh, honing a skill that they've got that they think is everybody in the world wants. But sometimes you think it just ain't going to work. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, people find out the hard way uh, by, by investing a lot of time and money in these things that, that don't work. So, again, that's where that's where you need, as, as you touched on, you need some external guidance, influence, someone that can really sort of have a look and say, stop doing that. You know, go and get a job or do something else um, because it's it's clear they're not going to make a success. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it obviously tenacity in itself isn't isn't a, isn't a guaranteed uh, route to success but i think it's a key element for those businesses that are successful well lovely it's been uh, it's been really good to talk to you if people wanted to uh, to find you uh, how would they do so where would they be able to contact you where's your website address and that kind of thing 
Yeah, but buzzcom.co.uk or hashtag buzzcom on the on the social media thing. So buscomm.co.uk. Um, uh, yeah, just just that you'll find me there on the various social media platforms. Perfect stuff. I had this uh, this debate uh, in some of the groups because there's some people that call your uh, community buzzcom and some people that call it bizcom. Uh, I am convinced that it should be BizCom because it's the business community. Although, obviously, how has it spelled in a short form? It does look like BuzzCom uh, or BusCom. Uh, so, you know, there's some some debate about how to pronounce uh, pronounce it. But we've heard it from the leader that himself that it's uh, the BuzzCom. As long as people are talking about it, Stephen, I don't know what they call it. Paul, thank you very much for your time uh, today uh, on my podcast. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and um, yeah, I will uh, I will tag you in all of the social media posts when it goes out and, uh, and do share it with your friends as well. <laughs>